Welcome back to Ignite. I, I want to talk to you a little bit about God's timing uh, for leading people to the Lord. Uh, I, I think like the most outrageous expectation that was put on us by the church, and I got past it, I think, close to 50 years ago, but I, I still find this stereotypical thought in Christians' minds that when you share your faith, you should expect to lead them to the Lord in that first conversation. And if you don't, you fail. And, and I had that feeling back early on and, and I moved past it, but I'm, I'm shocked that so many people have that expectation today. Uh, it is held by people who don't share their faith. And, and it's one of the reasons they don't share their faith. I, I don't know how to get them down or pray the sinner's prayer. That's too much for me. That's for somebody else to do. <laughs> you know, you have all these feelings um, about how they have to close the sale. I mean, it's like you get another notch on your gun or another scalp or something. That, that's, the, that's the reason for um, the whole exercise. Okay. And, um, that's the wrong emphasis folks. It, it really is. Um, again, going back, oh, Jesus said, they'll know you're my disciple by your, by your, by your love. Um, and if it's a sales pitch, um, you can, you can sense that a long way off. You really can. When you love on people, it's the Holy Spirit. You understand God is speaking through you when you're loving on people. And that changes everything. And, and, and they sense it in their own spirits. And then they open up. And, um, and you can always have expectations, but you have no idea where you are on, the, on, their, on their journey. It, it's been estimated that uh, the average person needs 10 to 20 different uh, types of uh, interactions with Christians or ministry before the light goes on and they finally understand what salvation is all about and they, and they accept the Lord as their Savior. It could take, it could take a long time. Um, what, if you don't understand that, it can rob you of your joy. And it did mine through, again, I'm going back decades. I've been doing this for a long time, but I, I would lose my joy because I want I know God wants to save them. Of course he does. And I know they're good people and I don't want them to be lost. And you get so frustrated because you did it so clear to us and so foreign to them and they, and they're blinded and they have scales in their eyes. They can't even hear what we're saying, but you, all you do is just keep loving on them. But we have these expectations and it doesn't come according to our schedule. And all of a sudden we're getting like, in fact, sometimes you can almost just give up. Say, I, I, I just give up. Don't give up. <laughs> just keep loving. There's no end to sharing your faith. It's just, it's just amazing. It's, it is God's timing. The whole point of this, this podcast is it's God timing. It's not yours. Uh, you need to be patient. Always patient. Don't, don't never run out, never run out of patience. Never push. You can tell, I mean, be sensitive to it. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. When you, when you're sharing your faith, you can, if you're, if your antenna's up, you stop before you're bothering them. Okay. You don't want to get to the point where you're overbearing. They'll start running from you. That doesn't do anybody any good. I, I see where people, they, they're going to tell their story or else. They're going to get that sales pitch in or else. Like enough already. I, you know, 
So that's why I like chumming. I like just just throw a little chum, say something about the Lord, just remind them that you're a Christian without offending them. And you and you just manage every time you're with people that are non-Christians, you do that. You just chum. And if they're not hungry, nothing nothing will happen that you see, although they are again reminded that you're a Christian, that God is important in your life. And and it's usually when tragedy comes. I heard the other day, most people come to the Lord when there's a problem in their life. How about you? And how many people do you know that have problems in their lives right now? When people are having problems, uh, they're more open to God. Quite frankly, the world is having a problem right now. And, and I, I, there are millions of people right now considering God, wondering where God is right now, where an election's gone the other way and life was getting better and better, they probably wouldn't even be thinking about God. This, this whole thing of prosperity or persecution, these two models, if you're God, you're looking at it and saying the persecution model is working a whole lot better for bringing people to you. The, the prosperity model, ah, oh, not so good. <laughs> or the church is falling apart in America. So be sensitive when people around you are hurting. And sometimes it takes that. A famous car designer, uh, I won't give his last name, his first name was Dave. Um, he and his wife became great friends of ours. And they're about 20 years our senior, but God orchestrated our lives together to a point where we bonded. And wherever we were in the country at car shows, we always picked one night when just the four of us would go to dinner. But we found that they were very uncomfortable when uh, we wanted to pray for dinner. So we couldn't do that. But we still love them. I, I spoke at a church not 15 minutes away from their house one Sunday. And the night before, Saturday, I took them to dinner. And I said, by the way, I'm speaking at this church over here tomorrow morning. And their services are, you know, there's two services. And I sat on the platform that morning um, watching for them to walk through the door. And they did not on either one of those two services. Now, we've known each other for I don't know, 15 years or so, just loved on them, generally loved on them. I mean, they were just great people. And we're at the Amelia Island Concord down in Florida, and Patty says to me, you need to talk to Dave for me and get him to go see a doctor. I said, what's that? She says, he's got something serious going in his throat, and he refused to go see the doctor. So the last night after the Concord, we went to dinner that night, and, and the last thing I said to him, Dave, I want you to make me a promise. You go see a doctor. No, no, no. <laughs> I said, I'm not leaving you till you look at me in the eye and promise me. So he did. And, you know, several weeks later he called and he said, um, I've got stage four cancer. I'm dying. Guess what? <laughs> he wanted to talk about God. That's all he wanted to talk about. In fact, people around him said he lost interest in cars and in all the passions of his normal life. And he just wanted to focus on where he was going. Um, and I got to speak at his funeral to all the royalty, all the car designers and heads of corporations in, in Detroit. It was so fantastic. I just got to tell you, you know, someday you're going to be in a box like this. And are we going to be as happy for Dave? <laughs> are we going to be as happy for you as we are for Dave right now? Dave's in heaven. It was just a great thing, you know. But it took how many years? I had a guy locally, his name was Dave, but he's close by me. We went to car shows regularly together. We were like neighbors. And he loved to banter about God. And we, we would talk about God a lot. He always had new questions. And he studied every religion. And 
Uh, he's a great guy. I loved him. One of the brightest guys I've ever known. And then he got stage four cancer. And uh, I was able to lead him to the Lord. In fact, we were in a, at his hospice bed in his living room, and his wife was crying. And through her tears, she said, David, I don't want to lose you, but you know if it wasn't for this cancer, you never would have made it to heaven. And he couldn't talk. He just cried. i never forget that moment. I just kept loving on him. <laughs> and the time came, you know. I, one more. I'll tell you one more, then I'm going to end this. I'm sorry it takes so long, but there's so many experiences over all the years. I, I, uh, Karen and I were going to a movie. We had a free afternoon. Said, Let's just relax. Let's go see a movie, okay? Just before we got in the car, I got a call from a friend who told me that another uh, mutual friend of ours was in a hospice bed on, uh, in another state dying. And that shocked me. But then he said, uh, he told his wife, I have to talk to Barry McGuire now. <laughs> I knew exactly what he meant. I knew exactly what he meant. So I told Karen, I said, you drive. I've got business to do. And so I called Jack. And exactly. I led him to the Lord in about 12 minutes, okay? 12 minutes. Pfft, easy. He was so ready. I prayed the words, and then I had him pray the words himself. It was all done. He's saved. He's in heaven now. Okay, he died shortly after that. Wow! They have 12 minutes. It was 40 years. 40 years of sowing seed and chumming. And most of the time, it, made, it, it seemed to have no results. But he heard. He heard it. 40 years, like Chinese water torture, man. I just kept banging away. Loved him, never offended him. We were always close. We never discussed God. I just kept throwing out chum. He didn't respond, never responded. And then when it comes a time where he's looking up and he realized that moment's come, he's telling his wife, <laughs> I need to talk to Mary. The point is, the whole point of this podcast, this, this episode is, it's God's timing. It's not yours. And, and, and never stop loving on people. Never stop loving on people. It's God's timing, not yours. Just keep on loving and move everybody every day closer to Jesus, folks. What can I say? When you do that, and the joy, do you realize? Can you possibly imagine my feelings when I hung up that phone? After 40 years, and he's going to heaven? I could be with Jack forever? <laughs> Wow! You can have those experiences too. All you have to do is move everybody every day closer to Jesus, okay? See you next time.